got like this. My God, bless your name, Jesus. My God, have you ever asked yourself that question? You know, have you thought about the fact that there was a time that you were not serving this God that we're singing about? I, I know I wasn't always serving him, you know, and but now when you come to a better understanding, you start to mature, you know, and, you know, let me let me go here with that. And, you know, I said as you start to mature, but the, the truth of it is that you can mature early. You, you don't have to mature by some type of social um, uh, chart that has been established that you're not mature until a certain age and those things. But uh, you could be eight years old and mature for your age. And God works with uh, all ages. God works with all ages. But when we decided to put down the foolishness that we were doing, we can say, you know, who wouldn't serve a God like this? You know, I am what I am by the grace of God as of this moment. This moment, this 29th day of September. I want to thank you for joining us on this evening. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live on a Tuesday from, from Cornerstone Apostolic Church. You're inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. And I want you to know that there's no better place to be than the Word of God. There's no better place to be. There's no, no, you know, right now we have in, in the U.S., for those of you that are outside uh, this area, uh, you know, we have the presidential debate, debates going on and, and a lot of, a number of things that are happening, but there's no better place to be than the word of God. There's no safer place to be than the word of God. There's nothing political. There's no political agenda behind it. You know, it's not about money. It's not about fame. It's about your soul salvation. And that's what I hope you're focused on. I'm certainly focused on the saving of my soul. You know, Peter told them, he said, uh, he said, save yourself, save yourself. If you don't save nobody, you better save yourself from this untorn generation. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study begins at 7 p.m. And Acts of the Holy Ghost on Thursday nights is at 9 p.m. And that is Pacific Standard Time for those of you that are listening. You know, some are just waking up. Some are in the middle of the day. And we're coming to the close of the day here. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way, the best way, there is no plan B. The best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, for those of you that are reading your Bible, read it slowly. You're reading your Bible, read it slowly. Understand, the Bible said, in all you're getting, get an understanding. Understand what the word of God is telling you. Understand what the preacher is saying. Understand what, what Pastor Carl is ministering and saying. You know, don't make sense to hear the word and clap your hands and feel good about it or you know, and then walk around dumbfounded that you really didn't understand what was being said. Ask questions. Get an understanding. Now, I, I pray and hope that you are fasting today, that you are fasting along with me. I fast on Tuesdays. Consecrate unto the Lord. You know, uh, someone, I, I had to go into the office uh, today and um, and take care of a few things. Uh, someone was, was ready to travel and I needed to make sure that they were squared away and as well as the system. 
and um, and they brought in donuts. They brought in donuts. I haven't tested donut in a while, but I'm telling you, donuts smell good. Everybody walking around the office and enjoying the little snack that was brought in. However, today is fast day, and the day was consecrated unto the Lord, so you have to stay focused. You know, even though your flesh is talking to you, uh, yeah, that did look good. It smelled good, and all, but I'm consecrating unto the Lord, so I, I can't indulge that at this moment, and actually, I'm not going to indulge it even later. And so we're going to go into the Word of God, and I pray that you have had a blessed day and a blessed evening if you're in the middle of your day. You know, God be with you. Certainly, my prayers are for you, for souls uh, that to be stirred up, to be to be consecrated, dedicated unto the Lord. And let me let me say this right now. Listen, if you have if you want to dedicate your life unto the Lord, you're in the Southern California area. If you want to rededicate your life unto the Lord, um, you know, we, we are following the restrictions and the, the, the social distancing mandate and everything. However, we also uh, are in that system. We uh, know how to baptize on Sunday. Fourth, I'm going to be at 474 East Dewardy uh, Road in the city of Monrovia. And if you want to dedicate your life, you want to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, uh, meet me there. And certainly we'll baptize you. And I'm praying that you are seeking the Lord for a church home. You know, uh, go to a Bible believing church. We believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. You cannot understand the New Testament without understanding the Old. And so uh, you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, Lord. You should be praying. Ask the Lord, fill you with his spirit. Think about the spirit of God uh, in your life, working with you and leading you and guiding you. The Bible says many that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. I'm not talking about no hocus pocus, speaking in tongues, uh, being all loud and, and everything, but not living a life. I'm, it all walk, works hand in hand. When the Spirit of God is in your life, yes, you can speak in other tongues as the Spirit, as the Spirit, as the Spirit of God give utterance. Amen. As the Spirit of God gives utterance. Not a language that is taught to you in a closet. It's not something that's taught to you in school. Yeah, you can go to school and learn a foreign language. You can go to school, learn English. You can go to school and learn uh, whatever you want to learn as far as and be a linguistic. But when it comes down to the spirit of God, the Bible says the spirit of God cries out, Abba, meaning father. And that was not just for the apostles day. The Bible has not closed yet. We're yet waiting for the fulfillment of God's word. So the Holy Ghost is still for the day. God still knows how to come in like a rushing mighty wind. and Fill the place, fill your heart, fill your soul. And you begin to speak with other times as the spirit of God gives utterance. Amen. And so with that being said, I want to go into the book of Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, the 28th chapter. We are moving. We are traveling through the word of God, you know, and, and thank you for your patience as you uh, read and study the word of God as you're listening and not going to bore your patience any longer. And so the Bible says, beginning at the 20th verse, chapter 28, beginning at verse 20 uh, through the 26th verse, it says, again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying. The word of the Lord came unto Zechariah, saying, Son of man, set thy face against it, sit on it, and say against it, speak to it, look at them, and say, Thus said the Lord God, I'm against thee, I'm against you, I'm against you, I don't like what you've done, you've offended me, you've 
done something that I didn't like. I'm against you. And old Sadan, uh, uh, I will have, I will be glorified in the midst of thee, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I shall have executed judgment in her and shall be sanctified in her. For I will send into her place, her, uh, into her uh, pestilence, you know, pestilence, like what we're dealing with uh, globally, we're dealing with a pestilence. And so I will send a pestilence and blood into her streets and the wounded shall be judged in the midst of her by the sword upon her on every side and they shall know that I am the Lord. And there shall be no more a pricking bear in the house of Israel. Listen to that. Uh, they were a pricking bear unto the house of Israel, but not no more, not anymore. Nor any grieving thorn of all that are around them that despise them. See, there are people that despise. Not only were they a pricking bear, uh, they were a thorn all around but they despise them and they shall know those that despise the people of God shall know the Lord. Thus said the Lord God, when I shall have scattered, when I have scattered the house of Israel from the people among whom they are scattered, when I will gather the house of Israel, listen to this, when I have gathered the house of Israel, I need you to underline that I need you to to highlight that. I need you to make a mental note of that. When I shall gather the house of Israel from the people among whom they are scattered and shall be sanctified in them in the sight of the heathen, then shall they dwell in their land that I have given to my servant uh, Jacob. Let me, I'm gonna read this again. Thus saith the Lord God. This is a promise that God has spoken. And so when I have when I shall have gathered the house of Israel from the people among whom they are scattered and shall be sanctified in them in the sight of the heathen, then shall they dwell in their land that I have given to my servant Jacob. I have a land, I have a place that has been prepared for them. Uh, don't you know God has a place that has been prepared for you? And so they shall dwell safely therein in the land that God places them. They shall dwell safely therein and they shall build houses. They're going to be safe. They're going to build houses. They're going to be able to plant vineyards. Yea, they shall dwell in confidence. They will have confidence in the place that they are. They're going to be confident that the fact that they're safe. They're going to be confident that they have a secure home. They're going to be confident that they, they have a vineyard, some plants and different things. When I have executed judgment upon all those that despise them round about they shall know that i am the lord who will know everybody's going to know israel is going to know and all of those that prick them all of those that were thorns to them all of those that despise them uh, everyone is going to know that i am god and so the lord has been dealing with israel you know when you get into the book of ezekiel uh, God is dealing with Israel and at the time he's dealing with them, listen, uh, God's not happy. He's not happy. He's not happy with unfaithfulness. He's not happy with, you know, there are a lot of people that are not faithful right now. Uh, people have become comfortable uh, during the stay at home. People have become comfortable. They're not seeking the Lord and praying like they could. 
like they should, you know, and like they would. Uh, they just have become comfortable or too distracted with, you know, when you become so distracted and take your mind off the Lord, that's a reason you're going to become depressed. You take your mind and your focus off Jesus, you're going to become obsessed with different things. You take your mind and focus off the Lord, it's, it start going downhill from there. And so I, I want you to make notes and, and to remember that there we are in a shift. You know, we started out with Ezekiel. Ezekiel was called and he was already a minister. But then God took him to a place that he was. Uh, uh, I don't think Ezekiel, if he would. Uh, you know, man, I, I didn't sign up for this. When he got into what God was calling him to do, uh, you know, there are many things that God may have us do or or have us focused in, and you're like, man, I didn't sign up for that, but yet here you are. And so uh, we are in a shift. We're in a turning point. A change has occurred and cannot be ignored. Uh, you know, as this world turns, there will be changes. And so Ezekiel is now dealing with a change. He's in the middle of something here. You know, if he was to talk to Brother Ezekiel, I don't know what vernacular he might use, but, you know, I'm just saying as the world turns, something is happening here uh, that cannot be ignored. Now, the people that God is dealing with, uh, Sidon, uh, uh, meaning Hunter or Fishing or Vincent, uh, their name, and their characteristics associated with them is very uh, animalistic. Uh, you know, they watched and they listened and they waited for opportunity to go against and to harm the sons of Jacob, Israel. You know, they were out and, and uh, to, uh, to on the hunt. And so they provoked the Lord to exercise vengeance. And, you know, vengeance is the punishment inflicted or retribution exacted for an injury or a wrong. And so the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter, about the 35th verse, it says, to me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Uh, their foot shall slide in due time for the day of their calamity is at hand. And the thing that shall come upon them make haste. And so uh, the word of God is fulfilling on uh, has fulfilled with Israel because God said, look, he told Israel, said it, it, when you start going, look, being like other nations, because they started this stuff uh, from the time of their deliverance. Remember, when they came out of when they came out of Egypt, God was he was leading them. He was a pillar. He was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. They had a visual. They had a visual of the greatness of God. And yet they brought with them the star of uh, for out of Egypt. They, God didn't tell them to bring no idols. He didn't tell them to bring no symbols. Uh, God's not into that. Uh, listen, God is a spirit. God is a spirit. My God, bless you, Jesus. Uh, God is a spirit and they that worship him, me and others that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I, God is not into ceramic images. God is not into metal. He's not into the wood. He's not into any of those things that we should carry those things and worship those things. But we should worship him in spirit and in truth, in spirit and in truth. And so the Lord uh, told them, said, don't do that. And they did it anyhow. And so then they got into a position where they, they, they saw it, looked at other nations and said, you know what? We want a king. We want to be, they plainly said, we want to be like other nations. And that really upset 
You know, the minister gets upset and feels the pain, even though it is not against them. Uh, you know, Samuel, uh, Samuel was the, the prophet. He was the, the minister in that day uh, after Eli and uh, and the people told him and he went to the Lord and he was upset. He was hurt. And God said, they haven't rejected you. They rejected me. Now, I want you to think about that statement. Uh, they didn't you didn't reject uh, the, the person. But you rejected God and God felt every bit of that rejection. He felt it just like you and just like me. When we feel you felt the pain of rejection, maybe it maybe it was some girl you was trying to talk to. And you thought you really cared for her and she rejected you. You felt the pain of that. Or maybe it was some guy and he rejected you. Now, I'm not talking about even the abuse part. I'm just talking about just the thought and the feeling of being rejected. And so uh, they rejected the Lord and the Lord said, let them go on. They, they want to be like other nations, then that's what they'll get. And so Israel set themselves up and they had to deal with that. You know, there was a saying that you make your bed, you're going to have to sleep in it. So you want to be careful what you do. And so uh, our responsibility. Now, the Lord said vengeance is his. Our responsibility is found over in, in uh Leviticus 19 and 18 that it says thou shalt not avenge there are some people that can't wait to get vengeance I can't wait to get back at them or nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people but thou shalt love thy neighbor how as thyself why because I am the Lord you don't have a right to, to have vengeance on anybody uh, they, it may not it, no it don't feel good what they did was yeah mm-hmm but you don't have a right to take vengeance. You don't take vengeance on someone. Uh, you can you can uh, be satisfied and you can still love someone. You can be satisfied. And, and you know, that just goes to the fact that we need to understand what the motivation is, what's truly behind the scenes that's driving what's going on. And so this is the word of God. This is not Pastor Carl's word. This is the word of God. And all of us must apply ourselves to it no matter what, no matter what. The Amorites, the Edomites, the Moabites, Philistine, Tyrus, Egypt, all these surrounding cities conspired against the people of God. Mm -hmm. They conspired against, they got together and they conspired against the people of God as the world was turning, as this world turned, Israel world was upside down because of what they had did, what they brought upon themselves. Had Israel, had you and I, had others that said, I, that I know the Lord, followed what God was saying, we would never experience some of the things. We, I said some of them. There are some things because bad things do happen to good people. We can see that about Job. We can see that in other instances of the scripture as well. But uh, there are some things that we would not experience that we bring upon ourselves. Israel brought all of this, all of this on themselves. Israel's behavior brought their pain and it brought the suffering because they refused to adhere to what God was saying. How many are refusing to adhere what God is saying? How many are refusing to obey what God is saying? We have our Bibles. We know the word of God. We've read it. We've heard. You've heard Pastor Carl preach. You've heard others minister. You listen. Are we obeying the word of God? Because some of our, we would leave 
some of the pain and suffering if we would obey what God is saying. Don't give place to the devil. We give place to the devil. The scripture plainly says, do not give place to the devil. And we give place to the devil. And then we wind up suffering the consequences because of, you know, um, I, I was, I believe it was last week. I'm not, I don't recall exactly, but I said, we need to, we need to take antibiotics. We need to take some herbs or something against stupidity. We need to take and, and fortify our bodies and our lives you know, teach our children, give them the right substance so that they avoid foolishness. You know, um, if you if you if someone is sneezing out uh, stupidity and stuff like that, then you need to avoid them because you don't want to be contaminated by that. Uh, you know, and so uh, you know that's uh, what was that? Um, Forrest Gump, uh, what stupid is a stupid does. Uh, and so we need to make sure that we don't give the devil a place. Don't give the devil a place because you're asking for pain and suffering. You're asking to be put into a position uh, that is going to take you against the word of God. Don't do that. Israel uh, not only gave the devil a place, Israel, uh, they, they made a well-informed decision. They knew that they should not be hiding in the gourds, going up in the hills and sneaking off and doing things uh, that was against the word of God. However, they found it very intriguing. They found it very satisfying. They were whispering to one another that God don't know what we're doing. We'll hide over here. The Lord had Ezekiel look right through the wall and see exactly what they're doing. And not only that, but hear what they were saying. And then they would go to Ezekiel, the elders will go to Ezekiel and, and ask for counseling. And the Lord said, look, when they come to you and they ask for prayer, when they come to you and ask to hear what thus said, Lord, don't say anything to them. I'm going to handle this. I got this. I got this. And, and I'm telling you tonight, God's got this. Thank you, Lord. And, and so uh, God was hurt. God was hurt. You know, and so many of us, as we talk about the pain and stuff, some can say, oh, yeah, I've been there, done that. Israel had to learn a lesson. But so did their enemy. So did their enemy, their enemy. Now, God's not going to go through and deal with every enemy that you claim is the enemy the way that God deals with Israel enemy. Uh, no, he's not going to do that because some of the things uh, is for your learning. And so, uh, matter of fact, your enemy that, that came against you at a time that you were out the will of God may have been blessed and got saved by now. Some of them have, and to God be the glory. Certainly, that's exciting. That's something to be excited about, is when your enemy gets saved, when your enemy asks for forgiveness and get delivered. Uh, you know, it, it, that is a great thing. That's the best. I'm that's one of the best, let me put it that way. Uh, God was hurt. Our actions can be hurtful. Our actions can be embarrassing to say the least. And you might say, uh, well, God, he understands. He know what I was going through, you know, and, and, and so my, my man, he pulled back on me. So I went out and did that. And my lady, she acted this way. And so I wanted to hurt her and I went and did that. Uh, listen, yes, he does. And guess what? It's hurtful. It's embarrassment to say the least. The Bible tells us over in the 16th chapter, now, God is not like us where he, uh, where he take matters and, and do those things, those foolish things that I just mentioned. Uh, and so and we talk. So listen, in the 16th chapter, the Bible said, again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, a son of man caused Jerusalem to know her abomination 
and say, thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem by birth and thy nativity of the land of Canaan. And thy father was an Amorite and thy mother a Hittite. And as for thy nativity, as the day that thou was born, thy navel was not cut. Thou was not washed in water or uh, thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee. You know, people just walked by you. I saw you polluted in your own blood. And I took you up and I took care of you. I nurtured you. I brought you to, to where you are today. And what did you do? You turned around and became irresponsible. You turned around and took the very goods that I gave you and began to give them away. You turned around and, and just totally disrespected me. You turn, uh-huh. It's just like uh, you pray and ask God, Lord, I need a car. And so the Lord bless you with a car. And then you turn, you take that car and you're out going every place except to the house of worship. You, you ask the Lord for a job. Lord, I need a job. And the Lord bless you with income, maybe uh, put you in a great position. And you turn around and you're spending it all on everybody and everything and totally forgotten about the Lord. You know, uh, as if you, you made it on your own without that prayer. And so the Lord really was looking at Israel and, and he was hurt. God was hurt. Israel hurt God. How many of us have thought about that? That man, what I did really hurt the Lord. And so, look, you got to put it like this. God said he made us in his image. So as this world turns, we're in the image of God. Uh, we're in the image, meaning we have the will, we have the authority, we have the power here on earth. To, and what we do impact, you know, I've talked about walking a parallel. We're in the natural and what we do impacts our natural and it also impacts the spirit, man. It impacts the spirit. So uh, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah, the third chapter, uh, it says, it says, the Lord said unto me in the days of Josiah, this is Jeremiah speaking. Uh, hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel have done? She has gone upon every high hill and under every green tree and played the harlot. So we, we know what Israel was doing. Israel was playing the harlot. They were, instead of being faithful to God, she was out giving the goods away. And so uh, the Lord was hurt. And he said, look, I saw you. And not only did, did Judah saw you, uh, and you continue on that Judah should have saw and saw what they were doing as being wrong, but instead began to do the same thing, made light of it and defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and with stocks. See, God's not into that. He's not into the stones. He's not into the ceramic. He's not into this. He's not into that. And yet for all her treacherous uh, sister, Judah had not turned unto me with her whole heart, but, uh, but turned against the Lord, turned against him. And the Lord said, look, uh, the backsliding Israel had justified herself more than treacherous Judah. So people uh, justify themselves when they're in sin. And God knows that. It doesn't mean that he's going along with it. Uh, no, he's not. And so the Lord uh, made this proclamation unto Israel and, and told them, said, look, I'm married to you. I'm married to you. I haven't left you. And in that, uh, the Lord said, oh, turn, O backsliding children unto the Lord, for I'm married unto you. 
and I will take you to one city and two to a family and will bring you to Zion. And look, it, not only that, but he said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. I was reading that and I was like, wow, Lord, you're so awesome. You, you said that you would give them, you would give your people, uh, those that turn to you and seek you, you give them pastors after your own heart which will feed you with knowledge and understanding, which means they're going to have rhema. They're going to have word. And listen, rhema word is backed up by the scripture. It's not just, it's not a word that you receive a vision or anything that should, that cannot be backed up by the word of God. If someone is giving you a word and it is not backed up by scripture, you better run because heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God is going to be here. So as this world turned, there is a chance for change and a gift to accompany the change. Now, God said that he would give it backslide in Israel. He said, I'll give you pastors. I'll give you someone that will watch for your soul. And, you know, I, I was like, wow, you know, uh, you might want an American Express Centurion card, uh, Centurion card, you know, and you only get that by invitation. And, and so God has sent out an invitation. Just want you to know that. And, you know, but can you handle it? Can you really handle that if you had it? Uh, I don't even, some of you may not even heard of it and some have, but listen, God gives a card to Blanche uh, to his servants to handle the needs of his bride. He said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart and they'll give you knowledge. They'll give you understanding. That is a card to Blanche that will bring, listen, someone came to me one day and they said, this is what I want. And I, I gave them what they needed to do. They went out, I think it was a week later. And they nailed it, you know, in our vernacular, they nailed it, you know, and they had a phone call immediately and, you know, but you don't want to prostitute God. You don't want to go and ask for something, get it, and then not be seen ever again. You know, they're those, they did that to Jesus too. So that's a reality that we deal with. However, listen, when you say, I'm going to be faithful to God, I'm committed to God, God expects you to be faithful and he expects you to be committed. And so God gives a card to Blanche that your servants and his servants have knowledge and have understanding. And that is responsibility of the pastor is to provide that knowledge and to provide that understanding, which, which, which covers a multitude of areas. It covers some natural and it covers spiritual. I want you to think about the, the, the woman that had, she said, I'm down to my last. We're going to eat this cake, me and my son, and we're going to die. And the minister said, no, he said, listen, he said, give me, uh, make the cake, give me first. And so she gave him the cake first and her meal barrel and everything, nothing went lacking. Nothing happened. God blessed her naturally uh, because of her obeying the spirit. And so, listen, uh, you want things and God wants you to have things, but things are not going to save your soul. As this world turns, you need more than things you, because change is happening. And so Israel went after things instead of being faithful to the one that created all things. Genesis 1. And 1 says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John uh, followed up with this and said he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He became, he came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even them that believed on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, the spirit. 
and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of, uh, full only begotten of the father full of grace and truth full of grace and truth god has nothing but uh, grace and truth he got love for you god got love for you and so you know you want to you want to stay in the right place you don't want to be in a place where uh, you're missing out on the love of god and have to be corrected israel had to be corrected and they're now in an area of change turn is occurring uh things are shifting but they had to uh, be uh molded they had to be made they had to be shaped in order to receive the blessing that you're looking for, the, the blessing that your heart desired, the blessing that God wants to give you, you have to be molded. You have to be able to fit. God is not going to alter his plan. He's not going to alter what he's established uh, to fit. No, we have to fit into what God wants us to fit into. We're not going to take God. And many are trying to make the Lord fit into their schedule, make the Lord fit into their plan you know, and to make the Lord conform. No, the Bible said be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It didn't say God was going to transform his mind. But we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind in order to fit into what God is saying and to receive the blessing of the Lord. I believe that's what you want. You want the blessing of the Lord. And that's what God wants to give you. Listen, the greatest you'll ever have in this world as this world turns Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, be strong and of good courage. Don't let nobody persuade you. Even during the time that Israel was in captivity, there were those that were seeking the Lord. It wasn't the majority, but they were still there and they were seeking him. And the Lord came and he sealed them. He put his name on them. He marked them so that there would be no harm that would come to them during a certain time. And so you want to be uh, in that position. And so you want to uh, be strong and of a good courage, no matter what's going on. Be strong and of a good courage, no matter how you feel. Be strong. Because sometimes you have to be strong and you're going to have to encourage yourself. David said, I, I had to encourage myself. Everything was going to hell in a headbasket. Everything was going wrong. Everything was going south. The water was, the, the water was troubled. People was ready to stone him. And he had to encourage himself. David looked around at what people were doing. He said that he saw people look like they were the wicked had spread out and prospered like a green bay tree. He said, my foot almost slipped. And then I went into the house of the Lord and I remembered therein. I remember, you know, when I went into the God's house, then I was reminded about the greatness of God and what it was really all about. And you need to think about what this is, what you need to think, what this is really all about. And he repented. The Bible said, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not and be and nor be afraid of them. Now, this is for those that are obedient, those that are walking in obedience to the word of God. That 28th chapter that everyone likes to embrace that, you know, through Deuteronomy, talk about blessings when you go in and come out. It also says for those that are wholeheartedly obedient unto the Lord. You might get some of the, but what about all of the blessing? When you can have it all, God is saying you can have it all, then he wants you to get it all. He wants you to get it. And so be strong and of a good courage, fear not, be, uh, nor be afraid of them. 
When you're doing what's right, you don't have to be afraid. When you're sneaking around and doing what, then yeah, there's a reason to be afraid because uh, something is, is going to happen. Something is not going to turn out right. Don't be afraid of them because you're doing what's right. For the Lord thy God, it he it is that doeth go with you. God is accompanying you. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. When I got up this morning, goodness and mercy was already waiting uh, and, and ready to, uh, you know, as I was chasing after God, goodness and mercy was right along with me. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That's God. That's God. That's not the relationship you was in. Look, that, that was that person. Don't equate God to being that person. Don't equate God. Be faithful to the Lord. Be faithful. Be, uh, be faithful to God. I, I can't say that enough. Be faithful to the Lord. Be faithful to him. There's no reason not to be faithful, except our own, we get caught up in our own hiccups. We get caught up into our own bumps in the road and thinking a certain way because of uh, because we are not disciplining ourselves, because we are not doing the things the right way. And then the enemy comes in and try to and try to make you think, well, it ain't going to work. No, listen. Make the devil out of a, he's already the father of all liars. So you be truth. You be truth. The word of God is truth. And so the word of God is already established and he has already spoken into each of our lives. And all we have to do is embrace it and hold on to the word of God and be strong and have a good courage and, and don't be afraid and, and don't fear them. But for the Lord, knowing that the Lord is with us and is he that doeth go with us. When we go, God is going with us. And, and he will not fail. And he's not going to leave us alone. I, I pray that, that you have received the word of God. And I, and I trust that you have. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm so excited about the Lord. And it doesn't mean that there's not bad hair days. But I'm excited about the Lord, and I, and I hope you are excited too. Bless your name, Jesus. Again, I'm going to be at 474 East pa East Dewardy Road in the city of um, Marovia, and baptizing on Sunday. If you want to rededicate your lives or dedicate your life unto the Lord, uh, that's where I'll be at. And you know, as far as uh, Cornerstone. Uh, we're at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And so my prayer, I hope to see you here and see you soon. Now, I want you to know something, and we're going to have a word of prayer after this, is that uh, the songs uh, by our songstress, my daughter, sister, Henderson, and those featured are the respective property of the artists and the producers. And so just want you to know that and listen, if you've been blessed and encouraged by this ministry, or something said, you know, share SML with someone else. Tell them to go to SML, type it in on iHeart, uh, type it in on, on Spotify, uh, and, and check out Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl. Share it with someone, sit with them, uh, bless them to listen as, with you as you have been blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness. We honor you for your grace. Lord Jesus, uh, we ask that you would go before us. Lord God, keep our hearts stirred upon you, Lord God. Bless us to be focused in your word, Lord. Bless us to be focused in being obedient uh, unto you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, that you are pleased with us, Lord God, that we'll hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. 
make you rule over much, enter ye into the joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bless your name, Jesus.